because of your well-intentioned idea that you're going to make them feel better. And I will bet you most times and maybe probably all the time, they wind up feeling worse. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Hey folks, welcome back to Counselors Can Help. I'm your host, Merrill Fink. Welcome back to the show. I want to start this show out today with a compliment. And I've been thinking a lot about some things to do to expand this show and actually make it a bit more engaging, growing the show. How do I do that? Lots of ideas. But ultimately, it got me leading to this thought of how to name the shows and basically techniques for how to grow the show and grow listeners, etc. And I did realize that a lot of the title content that I put on these shows are somewhat meant to solve a specific task or meant to solve a specific situation. And my best clients always come at these ideas this way, is that they're looking for tools, they're looking for a way to solve a situation and not a discussion on, let's talk about how my spouse is a jerk. Let's talk about why the thing has failed 10 times in the past and it's not really my fault. That's not what this show is about. The show titles are pointing to specific tasks and issues and things that you can solve in your daily life. And specifically, if you feel like, well, I really can't solve this. This is what it would be like in therapy. This is what it would be like in couples counseling. You name it. We would do these types of things. And these are some ideas to sort of a place you can go to know more, to learn some context, learn some specific tips. That's what this show is about. And that's what the titles reference. And if you're coming to the show looking for this information, right away I can tell you're a good client and likely can make good progress because you're coming at it with the idea of give me a skill, give me a tip, give me something I can use to solve this thing that I have. So good on you. And like I said, I am working on other ways to expand this show and try to come up with things that are a bit more engaging for folks and maybe even some visual stuff, some YouTube things, etc. but I'm still kind of running that around. So uh, what I want to talk about today to transition from that is this idea of, I did a show a couple of episodes ago that was about someone talking to you about bad news or coming to you with some sort of tragic thing. And I want to expand on that a little bit and take it in a different direction. And what I want to talk about today is the idea of I wrote down falling into a fight with good intentions. And what I mean is, I think we could probably say any conflict that we have with our spouse or kids or uh, somebody at work or a friend wasn't planned really. I mean, there are times you can sort of go to war with people and sort of plan and plot how you're going to do this and do that. This isn't that. This is, you're just doing your daily life. Something happens and then next thing you know, you're into a fight about something and you're, you're left to, you're kind of stunned. It's like, wow, how did that happen? So I want to talk about a specific scenario today where this occurs. And generally, and like I said, the, I want to say it again, falling into a fight with good intentions. So your intentions are to help this person generally. Your intentions are to encourage this person generally or get them on a better path. You think... And the thing turns into a fight. 
So let's take a specific example of a child, let's say a teenager, having trouble making friends, having trouble keeping friends, and they suddenly become very upset in your presence that this is happening, and they expound on that with things like, I'm a loser, and I really don't know, you know, no wonder people don't want to be with me, and they, they really start into some very self-cutting commentary. They're saying things you don't agree with. It could also be, uh, again, a spouse who is looking for a job, didn't get hired. Well, I must be a terrible worker. No one wants me. I'm really not skilled, that kind of thing. It could be looking at the news and saying, oh, look at this world. It's terrible. It's all going poorly. It's all going to go bad for us. We're just going to die you know, poor and whatever. I mean, the, <laughs> the thoughts are spinning out of control as to why the situation is dire. Okay, so some specific situations there, but you sort of get the idea. The person is saying things about a situation and going quite negative, usually. They could also be saying the same thing about you. They could be pointing their negativity at you in the same way. And again, saying things about you that you just don't agree with. That's a bit more complex example. We'll, we'll save that one towards the end of the show. But the first part is... The person is upset about something that isn't necessarily about you, but they are painting a very bleak picture of the situation, whether it be a small or big event. You don't agree with what they're saying. They're probably starting to get somewhat emotional and what we would call in the red or flooded or they're they're way more emotional now and probably aren't in their best self when it comes to logic. And, and they would say for good reason, because the situation is terrible. They're, they're now venting about how bad things have gotten. I also want to emphasize before we start talking about this technique is that this is not for a time-sensitive situation necessarily. The thing is not happening in the moment. We've got some time to do something with it. But in the moment, your child or your spouse or someone is upset at a situation And they're saying very negative things about the world in general, about you, about themselves. Mostly it's about themselves. And they're really upset and frustrated that the thing has gone the way it's gone. What we typically do, and this is the part with good intentions, is we will sit and listen to this for a bit. And then if you're like me, you will say, no, no, it's not as dire as you think. I'll give you my you know, three bullet points as to why the situation isn't as bad as you see it. Here's where the trouble starts. (laughs) Because they're not in the mood to hear that. It seems like the right thing to do. It seems like the thing you should do. They're saying of making a very negative case about themselves or the situation. And you're trying to keep their spirits up. You're trying to be the voice of reason that is keeping them from going into this very dark place. Well, the introduction of logic and a bullet point in why they are, why the situation isn't as bad because of your well-intentioned idea that you're going to make them feel better. And I will bet you most times and maybe probably all the time, they wind up feeling worse or some other feeling that you didn't intend at all. And here's why. As you introduce your logic and start to point it out, you're doing things quite unintentionally, such as saying things 
that you aren't necessarily saying out loud, but you're sort of saying to them, your feelings are wrong. Your opinions are wrong. Don't, can't you see that it's this other way? I have the roadmap here and your thinking is flawed. Again, your logic, your argument may be quite well-intentioned in trying to give the person a boost and let them know that, hey, the, you know, the sun will come up tomorrow, you know, kind of thing. But now you may find in a situation you have now entered a fight with all the best intentions in the world because they're going to start fighting back on your points or getting mad that you just don't seem to be listening to them. You're discarding their feelings. And this is the point that really was driven home to me recently in a, in a personal situation where I've always had trouble with this. I just need to be listened to idea or just, you know, can you give me some support? Those things always seem to puzzle me, honestly. From a logic standpoint, it never really sunk in to me as to why someone would complain or, you know, whatever about something and, and didn't want to have some sort of give and take on, on some level about what they could do or how I could help or, you know, whatever it is. And I think the main thing I've come to logically with this is generally those people aren't in a position to actually receive that information in that moment because they're usually quite upset and now just aren't thinking. And now what they really want is someone to just be with them and just hear them. That's all they can sort of manage in that moment. They're so emotionally wrought that they really aren't in the mood or can hear or even think logically to actually solve the problem that they're espousing. So this now becomes an issue when you try to tell them they're wrong and that they're, it's not as bad as you think. And here's the three reasons why I believe you're wonderful and they're not liking that. So what to do different? Because again, the logic kicks in and says, well, we got to solve this thing. I don't want them to say these horrible things about themselves. I don't want to reinforce bad habits, reinforce this illogical thought pattern that they're saying. My child is saying she's a loser. I don't want to reinforce that. So the, the idea of this concept is, take, is to take a step back and say, what does the person really need in this moment? They're, they're upset. They're saying things you don't agree with. And the temptation is to jump in and disagree. Really what this calls for is listening. Listening doesn't mean agreeing. Listening just means I hear what you're saying. Ask for questions or ask for understanding, really, is if, if, if you're seeing things or hearing things that you don't agree with. Instead of fighting that thing, you could just say, well, tell me more about that. Give me, give me some more context as to why you feel this way. I, I'm curious to know. And then repeat back as they walk through the context of what they're upset about. It may be that really, as they talk more and more and think about it, they're really not upset about the thing that they said. They're finding better ways to maybe articulate it. You're finding better ways to understand it. And this is starting to make a little bit more and more sense. They're burning off steam because someone is actually listening to them. If you listen to someone, ask questions for understanding and repeat back what they said fairly clearly and ask them if you got it right, they know you have just listened and they know you are not looking down on them. They know you are not judging them. They know that you are trying to be with them in that moment. 
and that's a good thing. There will be a time for logic discussion later. There'll be a time for that. There'll be a time for, well, is option A better than option B or option C or what could we do about this thing? You'll, you'll be able to get to that later because I said as I started this, time is not a factor in this discussion. So you're sitting there with a, the thought that this is how I'm going to fix it. Just choke that down. Just shove that in the deep, dark corner and don't go there. Just listen just repeat and then at the end ask them if um you know you got it right and if there's anything you can do to help and they may say no but likely what you've done to help is just listen and and hear them to allow them to get them to a better state of mind to sort of let themselves talk themselves down to more calm that's really the the key to success here is get them to a, a different state of mind how to fix it later and this, this becomes the next problem. People always have this problem. We just left. We ended the discussion. You were quite upset. And now, how do we stop the conversation and then pick it up at a later time and place and not just restart right where we were and just sort of make everyone upset all over again? So the fix later techniques I've got in shows 34 and 41. So the in show 34, if you go back to that, it's a it's a very targeted discussion about getting someone to join in a conversation or getting someone to join in on a task. So in this case, your child has been upset. You've listened to them. And now you, a later date, a later time, you want to come back and talk about this thing, how you might be able to help them. And they may not be interested in having that conversation. So show number 34 is about how you Enter a conversation with a person in order to get them to do something. In this case, the something to do is let's have a discussion. I'd like to help you with this thing. I'd like to talk about it. Will, will you let me help you think it over or talk about it? Can I be a part of this process? If you've got a teenager, they may need some convincing that you're actually worth talking to. And you're going to have to admit and state up front why it is, make the argument, essentially make the case as to why they may not want to talk to you. That's what show 34 is about and getting, getting them to a, a result. In show 41, we talk about the pause. We've stopped a fight and now we want to go back and restart the discussion again, but we don't want to restart the fight, if you will. That's what the pause is called. It's like literally putting a, a thing on pause and starting it again anew but in a better much better situation so the whole strategy here the whole idea if you if you find yourself in these situations where someone is kind of burning themselves down or burning the situation down is to resist the temptation to fix to tell them why they're incorrect to um, fix their flaws in logic etc just listen, just hear, and then take some time to think about what you could do, what, what perhaps you could, how you could help them. But in that moment, it's best to just listen, hear, be there. Um, physical touch is good, depending on your relationship with the person. Um, hugs are good. Um, all those kinds of things that show I'm with you and I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm here for you. And I'd love to help you with this situation. 
And I'd love to hear you tell me more about it and what you think about it. All way more productive than just jumping in trying to solve the thing, which if you're a somewhat of a task-oriented person, this is going to be your go-to. This is going to be what you always do. This is going to be how you engage everything as a problem-solving exercise. And sometimes that problem-solving exercise will just turn into a fight itself. It's not that you're trying to be the best therapist that there ever is, but you're trying to avoid the thing actually breaking out into another fight about something else entirely because you're not hearing the person. You're not listening to them. If the situation is about someone else or some other thing that's not you, well, that's easier, right? Because you're not nearly as burnt up or reactive or involved in the, in the thing, right? It's much, much simpler to do. Well, what if it is about you? What if they are, what if they are burning this thing down and basically complaining about you? <laughs> right? this, this will become quite hard to resist breaking out your logic as to why they are wrong. Uh, once again, but, they, but the idea is still the same. You're really trying to just listen, hear, see if you can put their s- statements into some sort of a, a cogent argument. And if you have questions, please ask. And, and try to really, truly listen to them. They may just need to vent and they may even on some level understand what they're saying is probably not that coherent or logical necessarily. They just want you to hear it. Okay, fair enough. But that takes an extreme, extreme amount of, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Discipline on your part and recognition of what is exactly happening in this moment. You're about to fall into a fight, probably not one that you even started, but now you're essentially in one sort of having to defend yourself in this moment. I think these are the worst kinds of fights because now you, you're both sort of stumbling into this emotionally and this can get out of hand quickly. It needs a pause. It needs a stop. And that's difficult to do. And certainly if you're in a very dicey relationship with a person who's just sending you another round of why you're terrible, why you suck, well, then that's going to be quite hard to resist, obviously. Uh, so th- this, this, is, this is tough. Again, this is a specific situation that you, you would want to get therapists involved because you need a referee. You need somebody in the room to be able to help because emotions are going to get out of control and this is going to get bad. So if, if there ever is an argument for a therapist in the room, a counselor in the room, this is it. This is the one to then walk you through, both of you, what to do and what sort of signs you're looking for. Uh, I'll end this show by also saying, as we talked about with the gardening example, the gardening, which is on the previous show, uh, show number 44, the one I just did, is about something you can preemptively do. The gardening idea of a relationship is to be proactive and thanking people and uh, appreciating their efforts and encouraging them. Just taking small things on a daily basis, being sincere and being specific as to what it is you appreciate or what they've done that you really like or what they've, they're doing that you really care about, the effort that they're putting into this thing really being encouraging and letting them know that you see what they're doing matters to you. And your, your intent is to encourage them ultimately. 
but you're doing this at a time and place that you control. You're not doing it when the person is upset. You're just sort of approaching them and saying, boy, I really want you to know that I noticed this thing. That's the, the gardening idea that we'll talk about in show 44, the last show, that is much easier to do, much easier to set the, the tone, set the environment of how you want your relationship to be in the first place. That We want to be encouraging each other. We want to be helping each other and listening of each other. What, what I'm talking about in this show is a bit more difficult, but a necessary skill nonetheless. But this is one that, again, you need a therapist generally to work your way out of these things and learn how to do them. Some people don't, but it is more difficult. The gardening idea of going in and preemptively creating a better environment about what you appreciate or like or um, have seen that you really want to emphasize what's going right, if you will, is much simpler to execute, is much simpler to plan, is much simpler to word, generally enacts a better response, an easier response from people. People love to be told they're doing things positively. People love to be told what a good job they're doing. And so that takes an easier toll on you. It's easier to do that kind of thing than what we just outlined in the show. But this show the idea of not jumping in to solve someone's problems or argue with them about why they're saying it the wrong way or why they shouldn't be thinking what they're thinking can be done. It's just got to be done in parts, listening first, logic later, and it most likely has to be practiced. And if you have a therapist, they can help you with this for sure. So I hope you learned something today from this unintentional arguing that everybody gets into with the best intentions and we're really trying to save you from yourself. (laughs) The person is upset. They didn't know you were going to step in and start to tell them why they're wrong and why you've got it all figured out. So uh, take it from me, take a step back from that and just listen and have them speak a bit more about more detail, more specifics about why they're making these general statements and See what you can learn from it. And with that, I uh, hope you got something from this show. Hope you've been entertained at least a little bit. Hope I've given you some, some ideas, some things to think about into perhaps your own therapy or starting therapy with someone. Give it a shot. There's nothing but, but good can come from it. And I hope I've uh, talked through a situation here that everybody finds themselves in and they give you some new things to think about and hope to see you again on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.